day 17 of the quarantine, I find myself eating cat food and hosting a podcast with Brendan McCullough. No, I'm kidding. This is almost right on the side. How's everybody doing? Uh, I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with Bren. Uh, it's the Doug and Bren Show. Um, we're all losing our minds. Uh, going a little stir-crazy uh, ca- with cabin fever. Is that the right word? Yeah. Uh, because of this whole quarantine scenario. How are you holding up uh, staying at home, Bren? I mean, let's let's be real. You do those things anyway. This wasn't the quarantine that brought that on. Oh, of course. I love cat food. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> I mean, there's meat in it. Sometimes there's fish. Gravy lovers. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. This is my life. Like, <laughs> Besides my <laughs> D&D game getting canceled and like we're trying to shift it to online, I really haven't changed that much. I'm working from no. home now, which is great. I love that. But Yeah, I can relate with that and... Everything you just said. In fact, I feel like most of the hosts of this podcast are in the same boat. Like, not much has really changed, except yeah. for maybe Basta, who was like always going to the gym life. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, a social guy. I, that sucks. Uh, I luckily found out for anyone who's on Planet Fitness, like I am, they're freezing all the accounts, so they're not charging people uh, for well, that makes the foreseeable sense. future. So I'm like, that's yeah. nice. We're not paying for like an empty building. Um, yeah, there's, like, little inconveniences, like, I can't go to the gym or, like, the grocery stores, like, pick clean almost every time I go or stuff like that. But, like, yeah, and, you know, I had plans. I was going to see, like, a movie or go to see a play or something like this, and that's all canceled now. So, like, that sucks. But, like, sure, yeah, for the most part, I would stay inside and play video games on the weekends and, like, not shower for two days and not talk to my roommate. It's like, I'm in the same boat still. <laughs> it's yep. a little, little change for me, but I... I think I'm one of the very few who have that convenience and, you know, don't have to worry about, like, a family or, like, walking the dog. Because, like, I live, sure. across from, I live across from a park and there's, like, that public outdoor gym equipment stuff where it's, like, you've seen those, like, parks where you can, like, exercise on it. It's not, like, a playground, but it's, like, for working out. Yeah. And they have those. And the it's all police taped off for people to not use. Time, oh, sure. To, like, dissuade people from going to the park. It hasn't. There's more people out of the park than uh, I've ever seen before. It's true. Everyone's out walking because yeah. no one wants to stay inside. It's pretty, it's crazy times, Brent. I feel like I went for a drive and I uh, drove by this church and their sign now said like, uh, still having services on a Facebook live stream. I'm like, yeah, wow, they yeah. really found a digital solution to this whole pandemic problem. Uh, and I guess there is no real digital solution for a gym. It's like you can't really put on a VR goggles and be like, oh, these weights that don't exist. Uh, but <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. It is really weird times. I've, I've seen kind of the same thing. I, I think there was one clip of a like Italian priest like in Italy did like the Facebook live stream for a sermon, but he switched on like filters and didn't realize it. So he was like doing the sermon and he had like dog ears, like a dog mouth and something. There was like flowers <laughs> flying around him and stuff. And he didn't realize it. Oh, nice. For, like, 20 minutes. Um, yeah, uh, gym wise, like you can still work out at home, but yeah, clearly it's not the same level as like gym equipment and like weights and stuff. Uh, yeah. but I saw when I was looking at the Planet Fitness stuff, they do have the same thing, like Facebook live videos and it's basically just aerobics classes and like, uh, gym instructor teaching you how to do stuff at home without, you know, a bunch of weights. So, yeah. uh, what's that called? Calisthenics or I yeah. don't know the real word. <laughs> we're fit. We're a muscular podcast. Yeah. Bass is not oh, here. Keto. We don't know <laughs> um, you know. Yeah, so there is, like, stuff like that, and it's nice we have the technology to do that, like, you know, I'm sure everyone's talking about it, but it's like, oh, you can't work from home, you gotta come into the office, and then all of a sudden there's a global pandemic, it's like, well, I guess we can work from home now, like, I guess that's an option. 
Yeah, I'm very fortunate that my job was able to let me work from home. Same with my wife. So we're just uh, really enjoying no commute, but it also does, after a while, just suck uh, working from home. I mean, I I do love working from home, though. Like I said, there are some really good benefits, but there is something about just getting out of the house and like get being in a routine, and this breaking that routine is just driving everyone a little crazy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I used to intern at a place that was right up the street from me, which was very nice and convenient, but also, like, I never left maybe this, like, six-by-six city block area for, you know, three months because that was my job, and then I'd come home, and then I'd go, like, I wasn't going anywhere else in the town, so yeah, I definitely get that, but yeah, it's it's interesting to see what the time is, like, right now. We definitely have, like, we went from, like, all right, a lot of the administrative people are working from home too. All right, most of the companies working from home, except for the people that need the actual hardware to work on, like media, to like now this week where it's like, all right, everyone's out of the building Monday. Like, yeah, we we are in like a ten floor like building, like a big skyscraper sort of building, and we only have like the first two floors. So like the building, we don't own the building, and it's the building shutting down next week. Yeah, so they're like. You got to find a way to figure this out. We are still in the early phases of this whole thing. I feel like maybe a week or two into it and things aren't even scheduled to maybe go back to normal until like Easter at the earliest. And even I think that might be like really too early. We might want to if we're if we're taking this much of a precaution, we should probably stay cautious. (laughs) I don't really know. I have a feeling it might be longer than Easter, but who knows? Yeah, I saw stuff where it's like, if you think this is seasonal and going to be gone by the summer, you're shit out of luck. It's like, oh, right, because it's not, it's not, you know, pollen or something. It's a virus that's spreading, and like we've talked about before, it's it's not, you know, you're gonna blow your organs out of your asshole like virus, like the plague or something. But it is just the virus can linger on different surfaces and in the air for long periods of time, and it just spreads like crazy. So like that's what's dangerous about it. Exactly. In such a short amount of time, I think, well, a lot of our listeners know the majority of us are Pennsylvania-based. Our neighbor, New Jersey, their cases just shot up to like 11,000 cases and like 140 deaths. So it's like, this shit is serious and it's getting pretty hairy. And it's like, man, that's even with us being cautious. So, you know, we got to really be smart here. And I hope more people don't lose their jobs. I have family members that have lost jobs. Uh, There's so many people affected by this that, and the government just passed something that it was like $2 trillion to just send out to the American people to try to help during this time. Oh, wow. Where'd that come from? We definitely didn't have that. I I feel like that's what I don't understand about money in general. It's just like, yeah, print some more. (laughs) It's like, we need it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, any economist will tell you like, oh, it's not that simple. But like, the government will just do that in times of emergency. So like, it's all fake. It's all, we're all believing this collective lie. And that's how currency functions. Pretty Um, much. So, But yeah, uh, I've had a buddy in New York. He lost his job. I don't know if it's because of this or if it's just very poor timing. But like it's certainly coincides with it. Yeah, small businesses. Cause small businesses. I got some friends like the food service and retail who still go in. My roommate's still going into work. Um, so some people are still working, which you know might not be great. It might be better. Uh, you know, not sure. But a lot of the stuff seems counterintuitive. Like people are panicking. And, like I've seen lines outside of a grocery store before it opens. But you're not supposed wow. to gather in large groups of people. No. <laughs> and an easy way for the virus to travel is through a large line of people who are waiting outside of a store. So, like, people are panic buying, and then it's leading to them all grouping together as, like, stores, which is leading to the virus to spread more. So, it's, like, really counterintuitive. So, it's, like, if you can stay home, just 
fucking stay home. Like I yeah, I haven't absolutely. left my apartment. I think I ran out and got like you know groceries two weeks ago, and then ran out and grabbed like lunch one day, and like that's it. I haven't yeah. left effectively in like two weeks, and like I'm fine. I'm also kind of already crazy, so like I've been I got cabin fever when I first moved out here, so like I'm kind of used to it, unfortunately, but. No, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of introverts are kind of numb to this whole thing, but, uh, and it does give us an excuse to play video games. This yep. is a video game podcast. <laughs> oh, man. We got to it. It's hard um, not to talk about this fucking global crisis. No, of course. That's what I mean. <laughs> Even listening back, it'll be like, wow, look, this really dates that episode, but who cares? It's, it was a really what's crazy happening. Time. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking nuts, folks. Uh, but that's what I mean. This is a video game podcast for anybody new and, Bren, I know last episode I was like, oh, this whole quarantine, I haven't even played any video games, (laughs) despite everything. How's that going? I finally got around to it, and (laughs) you'll be surprised to hear what I've been playing, I think at least, because I never really expressed much interest in this franchise, but I bought into the whole uh, Animal Crossing hype. Like, this game, everyone and their brother is playing this game, and I'm like... You know what? I can't miss this hype. It looks cute. Like, there's no real excuse of me to say, no, I'll wait. I was just like, I'm doing it. Impulse buy. And I'm so glad I did. I yeah. I did not expect this game to affect me the way it has, but I am, like, all in having the time of my life. It's so stress-free, laid-back, <laughs> fun. Like, I, I, I feel like I've never experienced that in a game other than something like Peggle or something. So, like, just having that... Well, even Peggle can be a little... uh Stressful? Yeah, for sure, depending if you're trying to get the exact shot you're going for to win the match or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But this is more or less take everything at your own time, at your own pace, and just do whatever the fuck you want and have a good time. Uh, craft and explore and hang out with friends and customize... It's fucking cool as shit, and I didn't see it coming at all. I remember buying it even thinking, like, am I really about to do this? Watch me start start up this game and not even enjoy it and just be like, well, there goes $60. Yeah. But it was the exact opposite. I'm like, I love this game, and I'm playing it almost every single day. It's like, I don't know, it's like a more interactive, like, Sudoku, where the people are just like, it just calms your mind. Because I think it hits the same points of, like, roguelikes that I kind of enjoy, where it's just like... You got a list of stuff to do, and you can easily and like at your own pace check them off one by one. And yep. it checks off it like triggers that part of your brain where it's like, I'm being productive, I'm getting stuff done, I'm accomplishing it, and you're getting that <laughs> rush of endorphins. In reality, you're not, you're just playing a game. That's yep. that's why I have to uninstall any roguelite after I beat it, because God knows I'll just keep playing. Cause it it keeps giving me that high of like I'm I'm reaching milestones, I'm accomplishing things, I'm unlocking stuff, I'm doing things. It's like, so it, I think it's hitting on those same levels, but even like most roguelikes are like bullet hells or combat or like really stressful. So like it's hitting that same part, but in a very like calm, pastel, lo-fi hip hop music to study to tone. Yes. So love it's it. just like, it's real chill. And like, yeah, for a lot of people, this is their outdoors now because they quarantine. <laughs> For sure. And it's just like the cute little animal people and Mm -hmm. just every like I feel like even like the stressful moments where it's like I got bit by a spider and passed out. It's like, oh, you just respawn and it's fine. It's like, yep, it was not a big deal at all. Uh, And huge 
like like extreme bonus points to this game that you get you can fish in this game brand you know <laughs> i love fishing mini games in games and like this is not very like in-depth one it's, it's very different. the mechanics are extremely simple there's two sound effects one's like a nip and then one's the actual bite and when you hear the bite you just tap a and it's a timing thing if you do it too early you fuck up or if you're a little too slow you fuck up also but uh I love the fishing and there's like a whole, it's like a Pokemon vibe of like, yeah, fill out the Pokedex of like all these different fish and bugs and shit. Yeah. The Critterpedia, I believe they call it. (laughs) Yeah. I think you can even tell by like the different noises or how much it vibrates, what kind of fish it is. Cause I've heard some people, I've seen some people playing it on like streams and stuff. And they're like, yeah. ooh, it vibrated a little like this. I think it's like a sea bass, and it was. It's like, ooh, it did this. I think it's an oarfish. And it's like, it was. It's like, wow. Jesus, is it that detailed? And it's like, I get, I guess so. I mean, when you have the basic foundation of the game already laid out from, you know, what, five previous games? The For re- sure. The rest of it is just like, all right, how are we changing it? How are we adding a little nuance to it? And stuff like that by adding, like, different levels of vibration when you fish. So they they really fine polish the shit out of this and any delays they had clearly paid off because it like i'll still see glitches every now and then i'll see someone walk into a house with like friends over and you see the like other friends like model like fly in from outside and like zip to the chair (laughs) and it's like whoa what the fuck and it's like oh it's just there's like a lag it's not really like a glitch it's more of like the you know nintendo's notorious online system which is not good but for sure well, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because even I think it might have even been the first time I started playing the game. I was doing my exploring. I'm like, this is really cool. I have a little tent set up and I found the area for the Dodo Airlines, So you can go on a plane ride to visit uh, your friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. And former guest of the show, Matt Abadaka and I exchanged friend codes at one point. Mm-hmm. So I saw he was online that day and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just go visit his world. But the problem is, this is literally the first day of me playing, so I don't even know, like, half of the controls at this point, uh. so I probably shouldn't have been like, let me just go visit <laughs> somebody. Yeah, but that was what I did, um, and I went to his island, it was a really cool place, uh, I just was kind of just being, like, in awe of, like, oh man, there's, like, he's got all <laughs> these, like, items on the ground, like, wood and stuff, and it's because at that point I didn't even have an axe to, like, chop at trees and stuff, so I'm like, holy shit, I'm such a noob, and the problem was, I would go up to him, uh, I think I was able to at least get high out of my character, but then I would always bring up the chat, and since I'm such a PlayStation fanboy, it, like, totally screwed me up with the controls. I'm trying to, like, I'm used to the PlayStation, uh, like, everything, so, like, yeah. as far as the space for PlayStation is triangle, the space for Nintendo is Y, which is a different orientation, one's... uh the triangle's up, and then the Y is left. And then in this case, there's all sorts of variances, and I was just totally just like, I'd write a whole sentence and then X out of it by accident. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> like, I just want to tell you that. I was like, it's good to see you, dude. <laughs> so what ended up happening is I just went, flew back to my own island, and there's like an area where it's like, oh, just send them a message or something for 200 Postcard. bells. Yeah, exactly. But, and of course, like I said, I was such a noob. It was like, oh, I don't even have 200 bells. Fuck, I'm going to go farm that so I can go just send Matt a message and be like, yo, it was cool I got to visit you and sorry I'm such a noob. I'll stop by again when I'm better. <laughs> Not good enough for your island. Pretty much. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's I do see the traveling between uh, different islands and stuff. It is cool that it's, because uh, everyone's got their own island, so they're like water planes. And it's a neat little, like, animation of, like, you getting onto the plane, flying over, you see the island as you land, 
and then for the person who is on the island, it's like a it's like you're waiting at the airport. You see their name show up. You see what te- uh, world they're from or island they're from. Yeah, and it's all really neat, but it's like it gets really tedious, especially if multiple people on, because people can't go to your island or leave if someone has like a menu open, like your phone. Oh then, wow! So like you'll see a message that pops up that says "Please close the window," and it's like the menu window that you have open. You can't. People can't arrive or leave with that open. Uh, yeah. If they're doing like, certain other activities, they can't leave. Uh, anytime someone arrives or leaves, the whole island like freezes, and everyone has to watch that animation of them arriving or leaving. So it's like, I understand how complicated. I mean, I don't understand how complicated it can be. That's why I'm, I'm not a game developer. I'm but with you. <laughs> I understand it's not easy to do, and I understand it's difficult, especially when it, this is a game where like everyone can interact with everything. There are certain permissions you can allow, but it's not like, you know, it's not like uh, Monster Hunter where it's like, oh, this person is just exists in your world but can't really touch anything versus right. uh, uh, Animal Crossing where they can all chop down trees and steal your fruit and like put stuff on the ground so, so they can interact with the island itself permanently. So I can understand the different levels of permissions and like uh, access they have is trickier. But if you have, like, I've seen streams, you know, streams or less plays where, you know, someone's very popular. They put the code out and the island fills out with eight people immediately. It's like, cool. Wow. Here's just ten solid minutes of that someone's arriving at your island animation because it takes so long for each person to arrive. And then has to do it all over again when someone else does it. And anytime someone tries to leave, it does it all over. So it just it really just grinds the momentum of the game to a halt whenever someone arrives or leaves. Cause Big parties. The whole thing. Yeah, anything with, like, more than, I would say, three people total. It's like, oh, this is getting, this is getting strenuous. See, that's crazy to me. I didn't know how many people you could even have, and knowing that more than three is awesome. But uh, I can imagine that getting strenuous, especially with their notorious online issues. Yeah. Uh, it's just crazy, though, during this uh, uh, quarantine, like you said, everyone's holed up inside everyone's playing animal crossing oh, like yeah. i have a decent amount of friends on my switch and literally every time i boot it up there's like i don't know uh, at least five people online and every single one of them is playing in new horizons it's like holy shit like this is a very popular game so oh, yeah. i'm having a blast with it uh trying to think where i am currently i got the museum up and running nice i Blathers. just Oh, and that's the thing. Oh, that that was earlier today. So there was uh, Timmy the raccoon's like, oh, we want to open up this shop, but we need 30 of this wood, 30 of this wood, and 30 of this wood. Oh, and 30 iron nuggets. I'm like, ah, okay, the wood is no problem. The iron iron nuggets. nuggets, though. Infamous. What the fuck? I was, I, this, <laughs> this game is very nuanced too, because it, the whole time they're like, oh, the key to this island is to eat the fruit. So you can like shake some trees, eat some peaches, or if you travel, there's some, uh, pa- palm trees. You could eat some coconuts, whatever. Your mom gives you apples. You can eat fruit and it makes you stronger. And so, for instance, after you've eaten some fruit and you use your shovel under a tree, you could actually take the tree out of the ground and, like, throw it in your pocket. So yep. it's like, holy shit. That's only because you're so strong. Same kind of premise with if you hit a rock with, like, your axe or a shovel, typically without eating fruit, you can do that multiple times to kind of, like, farm different items that'll pop out of the rock. It'll be either a stone, clay, iron nugget, or uh, that might be it, actually. Yeah. But regardless, you can usually hit it like multiple times i was eating all these fruit all this time so i would go hit a rock and on the first hit it would just 
bust the whole thing up and it just sometimes turn into like i don't know maybe like a bag of bells it's like oh here's 100 bells i'm like well that's not what i want i want (laughs) iron nuggets and apparently that literally like destroys the rock for like a session and like they don't come back for like uh, i mean they will come back but they it's like a much more slower generation kind of thing so currently my island has one rock and i'm like (laughs) what the fuck i'm so mad about that because i didn't realize what i was doing so and I'm like, okay, I need iron nuggets. And with my one rock, I got up to 20 uh, over a course of a couple of days. And uh, just today, so I had, uh, you can go to the Dodo Airlines and open the gates for people to come visit you. I'm like, oh, I've never really done that. Let me just see if anyone on my friends list stops by. And it's somebody named Stuart, which unfortunately, I don't know who you are in person, <laughs> Stuart, but I think we must have either met uh, gaming somehow or another, or maybe even through the podcast. But regardless, Stuart stops by my island and he's chilling, uh, running around doing his thing. And I'm telling him through chat, like, yeah, I, I'm... Ten, 10 nuggets short uh, of the shop. And he was like, oh, here you go. <laughs> he just handed me fucking Drops 10 nuggets. Him. And I was like, that's so cool. So I ended up giving him a fossil just to like kind of make it even. I'm like, I, I really appreciate the trade and you just hooking me up. So that really sped up that process. So by tomorrow, I'll have the shop up and running. And I just nice. feel like it's very satisfying making progress in this game. And another thing that's driving me is all the like day one people that were like, I pre-ordered this. I was playing at midnight. Yeah. I was like the opposite. I'm like, I bought it like maybe day one or the day after. And then probably didn't play for a few days. And I was like, Oh, I'll get to it. But like, and now that I'm playing it, I feel You're like I'm behind. a little behind those You're people. Behind. And everyone's, I am all these people have like these huge mansions with all these like fucking cool, like, yeah. uh, they're like customizing their shit, Bren, with like uh, little square panels on the wall that like mimic like vinyl records uh, oh, yeah, like yeah. people do in their house and stuff. And I've apparently seen... you can like customize with QR codes and everything. Yeah. And they're like pixelizing like really cool like modern music into their uh, animal houses. And like p- same thing goes with like T-shirts and hats and stuff. I'm seeing people with like shit that I would see in the real world in Animal Crossing. It's really cool. Yeah, the QR codes are insane because you can make your own stuff and then you can share it with other people as a QR code and then you just scan it in through, you know, the app on your phone, which is linked to your Nintendo account. Yeah. Um, but I think people found a website where it's like, turn any image, like upload a- any image you want, turn it yes. into a pixelized version and we'll give you a QR code for that. And so, and someone figured out like, Oh, I can do this for animal crossing. And that's where for sure. I'm seeing people do like childish Gambino album covers like yep. in the game and like they're fully recognizable like I was like oh shit that's Donald Glover and like it's yep. you know it's pixel so it's like it's a little muddy there's not as much detail but it's exactly clear enough where it's like oh shit like yeah you did there's that. some obscure ass like screamo albums like state faults I'm like this is so cool yeah. I really can't wait to customize my own and for the listener who's interested I'll try to find that link to that website Bren was describing because I know I've seen it floating around and put it in the show notes for you guys yeah I'm seeing people run around and like Dragon Ball Z uniform, like Vegeta's like armor, like the Saiyan armor and stuff. That's cool. People with like My Hero Academia, like school uniforms and shit. I was like, yo. This game now is I'm so kind of interested. That's, exactly. That's what I'm trying to get at. The customization alone is cool. And then just like knowing that it's like, it's a grind, but it's a fun, like slow, just like take it at your own pace and yeah. you'll be rewarded kind of thing. So like, I never really played the Sims. I never really played a game quite like this, but this one is really clicking or firing on all cylinders for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. And that's um, seeing people just get so into it. Like, yeah, you know, we joked that like, oh, you're behind, but like, some people 
have not stopped playing since it came out. Like, oh, it's they're, all they're they still do. playing. <laughs> so, like, some people are just crazy. You know, it's not a competition. There's, like, there's no end goal. But it's like, yeah, some people actually have, like, full-on mansions by this point. While, like, yeah, probably the majority of the people playing are like, I got a tent still. Or, like, I just got a house. So it's yep. it's crazy. It's But, I mean, it's with any other game. You know, you play an MMO, you feel like you're doing good. Then you see, you know, I talked about Monster Hunter earlier. I was playing it. I think I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty decent. I, you know, have only actually lost a hunt a few times or something. I'm pretty good. My hunter ranks probably like 55. I hop on the other weekend. I, you know, join an online session. There's a guy whose hunter rank is like 357. It's like, Jesus fuck. Like, yep. How? Always. And like, you know, Monster Hunter World is a game where like your hunter rank doesn't grow that much per hunt. So like, yikes, dude. Like, and, you know, you think about it, like, those are probably, like, high schoolers or middle schoolers or who have just right. nothing but free time, especially, you know, exactly. school being closed. So you can't, you can't, you know, feel bad about that. Like, you're an adult with a job and a family and stuff. Like, Yeah, if I was their age in their position, I'd be doing the exact same oh, thing. Oh, I was, yeah, I remember back in middle school uh, when RuneQuest, or RuneScape was huge. Uh, all my oh, friends fuck yeah. Into that. And, like, all my friends were getting into it. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm level, like, seven. Oh, I'm level, like, ten, and I'm doing this. And we talked to our one buddy who's, like, he was like level 47. He's like, oh yeah, I've been playing it for months. Like I knew like, or, you know, for a while now, I've been playing it before everyone else, like before it got popular. So like, I'm pretty like high up in the levels. I was like, cool. After like two or three weeks of playing it, I was at the same level as him and like did all the stuff he did. He's like, what the fuck? I was like, I'm a kid, man. I got free time. Like, what do you think I'm doing? <laughs> so like, pretty much. everyone was horrified of how fast I caught up. And I think that's the same I think that's why I have trouble playing games with my friends online. Because, <laughs> like, same with Overwatch. Mark plays Overwatch a good deal. We got a few other friends that play Overwatch a good deal. He hops on. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, you know, level 130 in Overwatch. I was like, cool, I'm 804. He's like, why? <laughs> I was like, because this is all I do, man. It's I got a lot of free time. Nice. So it, oh, man. It's incredible. But, yeah, some of the stuff people are doing in designs. I really like the designs that you can share. So, like, if it's cool, you can be like, yo, can you send me that code? And, you can wear it like it's as simple as that exactly and you mentioned like mansions and stuff like i currently just have like a house and i just talked to tom nook today and was like oh i'm gonna take the other loan out where i'm gonna increase the size of my house so i'll see what that's like all tomorrow but like that's the thing the first loan was ninety eight thousand bells i was like (laughs) holy shit tom nook but i guess that makes sense i did chip away at that and finally got done with it and in fact it reminds me of a tweet uh former guest Yu song lu put out uh i'm gonna read it uh quote it mm-hmm. just paid off my animal crossing loan for my home and then wrote a real life rent check for this month yep. hang on i'm gonna go write a black mirror spec <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> no shit I've seen a lot of pictures and like memes of like people being like, ah, Animal Crossing, the millennial dream. And it's just a picture of Tom Nook being like, congrats, you paid off your house. And it's just like, oh, that'll never happen for us. Uh, yep. And I was, I replied, like, I'm so close to paying off my AC loan, but I still have 30, about like estimated 30 years on a mortgage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're in that one for a long haul. And that's, yep. That's not going anywhere anytime I th- soon. I think you cap out at like 99,999 bells. So like, any more like i think for the next upgrade anything must beyond that you have to do it in installments so oh wow yeah because there's it's but like i said you can't be a millionaire in animal crossing i don't think so i think there is a cap for bells but i mean i think you isn't there like an atm you can like deposit money into yes so like it's I called think, the abd and i was like oh so close you're missing a t <laughs> uh so you can deposit money into that i think you can only carry so much so they cap you at how much you can carry on your person 
but gotcha. Yeah, like I said, because it's essentially the same game, like over the last five iterations it's just what they can add and twist and tweak and like perfect with each iteration so they really are like i saw a lot of pictures of people in like the museum of like wow my museum is beautiful look at this and it's just like a butterfly room and i was like fucking i don't you know whatever it's just a bunch of you know bugs flying around (laughs) so what but that was just the one room in the picture yeah i saw a video and it's like sprawling and the fossil exhibit's insane it's like the tree of life link and it's just like holy shit they weren't kidding like for sure versus the last game where the museum was just like here's your fossil here's your bug on a pedestal and that's with a little info plaque and that's it there's no real decor to it or like stylized for so yeah right they're really they really polished the hell out of this one they did it's so beautiful it's so fun to play and this is finally brand like it answers all my questions or problems because like as a gamer i don't play enough multiplayer games Check, I get to play with my friends. Yep. Uh, and I don't play enough local player games with my wife. Ch- check, surprising check. And I didn't <laughs> realize that. Like, okay, it's very much, uh, it's limited, but it's great. So I'll try to explain it. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I signed off the game, my wife and I was going out for a bit. My wife was like, oh, can I play? I was like, yeah, I'm not sure. There's no real like save game stuff. So I don't think you can start a new game. But if she starts the game under her Nintendo profile, uh, she can start it that way. And uh-huh. I was like, just give it a try. And she did. And the way it worked was it let her create her own character. Uh, and she was able to join my existing island. So for uh-huh. anyone who owns a single Switch, and apparently I guess this is similar with like other iterations of the Animal Crossing yeah, game. Yeah. That's at least what I've been told. Uh, is like if on a single platform, you can have multiple people on a single island. So she's now a member of my island. uh, And it's really cool because I can, uh, on our phone apps, you can like call them to like do multi or yeah, multiplayer, but local play. Mm -hmm. And one person will be the leader. The other will be the follower and leader basically plays a game like they normally would. And follower has limited interactions. Like they can use tools, like help you farm shit. And like, if they pick up stuff, uh, They don't have access to their pocket. So, no, it actually goes to their storage. And that was something we were, like, speculating. I'm like, okay, I know you don't have a pocket, Lauren, but pick up this tree branch. And she would pick it up, and it would disappear. And I'm like, and I would open my inventory. I'm like, did you, like, farm that for me then? Or did that go to you? And then we weren't sure. But then after she we had played for a while, and then she logged into her uh, single-player account... We went to her house and pulled up her storage, and there was all the shit that she had been picking up when she was playing multiplayer with me. So I'm like, interesting. It's it's really cool. So I feel like it's you can be pretty effective if you're like, let's just both farm some shit or whatever we want to do together. Um, I I just thought it was really cool that yeah, it it brings the whole multiplayer local play into the game. And the only issue there is, I wish you could do that and online, but I know that's asking too much. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I knew. the like multiple accounts on the same game or same switch was a big concern for a lot of people yeah because it used to be i think new leaf was the last one on like the 3ds or the ds and it was yeah it was basically like one game one profile one character so they're just kind of like ah do i have to buy a new switch if i want to play you know with my wife or with my you know roommate or spout or someone you know you live with and it's like i didn't know that was a an option where you could just have a different profile 
but you should just share the same island. Exactly. I really really like that about it. Yeah. So that was a nice surprise because I was thinking to myself, oh, this is probably just single player slash online. It's like, nope, there's a whole nother uh, aspect to it. So when you're playing, can you go to like her house and it's just like empty? Yes, her house is out on my island, in fact, and I can visit it. It's really cool. Can you like tear shit up and like ruin it when she's not there? (laughs) I I wanted to, but I don't think, in fact, that's funny you say that. She found on my island like a... like it's almost like a diner sign, like a neon sign that's like open now or something. Oh, yeah. I'm like, where the fuck did you find that? Yeah. She's like, it was at the base of some tree. And she put that inside her house. And when I went up to it, I don't think I can take any of her things. So it's okay. very much just like another villager. And that was another thing. I'm like, I'm just curious. Like, am I able to like, since she, when we are playing multiplayer, she's unable to pull up her pocket. How can I give her things? And I guess I could just drop them. She can pick it up and it goes to her storage. I don't really know. We'll try to mess around with it some, but it's, it's really neat that they even give you that capability. Yeah. That like, I knew that was a big concern for people, uh, when the game was announced, like before it came out. So the fact that that totally. was their solution to it, it's like, Oh, Hey, kudos on you. It sounds like you figured it out. Yeah. It works like pretty solution. well. Wow. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Animal Crossing New Horizons, I don't know the last time I talked about a game for more than 20 minutes other than maybe <laughs> Kingdom Hearts or fucking, I don't know. Uh, it's Legend so simple. It's so much simpler uh, than Kingdom Hearts. That's what I mean, but it's so satisfying. It's yeah. really, that's the best word for Animal Crossing. So if you haven't gotten on the train yet and this isn't uh, selling you, then uh, it's probably not for you. And I'm sorry, you just put up with that for the last couple <laughs> of minutes. <laughs> for anyone but out it's a great game. For anyone out there who's not on the train, you're not alone. There are a few of us. Oh, for sure. That's I, what I mean. I, I know I'm now, I feel like I'm, uh, I don't know, not a fake fan. I'm no, not. No, like, no. I really am enjoying it, but I am late to the party. In fact, before we get off the Animal uh, Crossing tangent, I yeah. did want to ask you, because you have another podcast. It's an anime podcast. Are we there yet? And you guys covered the Animal Crossing movie. Mm-hmm. Want, I want. I listened to that episode, uh, but I want to ask you, do you think I should go watch the movie because i there's all these characters that seem to be throughout the franchise that i feel like maybe i'd connect more with if i'm like immersed more in that universe is that movie something you think i would enjoy that's what i was surprised by because i never really played anything beyond the first animal crossing on gamecube yeah you know grant tells the first one so it was pretty like rough so I was like, you know, when I was young, so I'm like, I don't care about this fuck. You know, this is boring and slow. I want action. <laughs> sure. So it didn't capture my interest and I don't have that, you know, nostalgia like so many people our age do. Um, so, yeah, I didn't realize. I thought it was always just like, here are your villagers. They're just randomly generated villagers. Like, it's just like we have these set models. We have these set names and personalities and designs and they just randomly generate. No, like there's hundreds and hundreds of villagers like they're all unique and like they're like they're all the same character between games so like one of them is uh like you're talking about in the animal crossing movie there's alfonso who's like this orange alligator who wears like a little red t-shirt and i think he's got like the like jokey personality or something or jock or something and like yeah a friend of mine who's playing uh, actually one of my co-hosts on that podcast got alfonso on their island and they're like, oh, what? I got my boy. I got my son, my little alligator son. Hell I was like, yes. oh, that's cool. He's from the movie. They're like, no, he's from like the second Animal Crossing game. He's just been in every game since. And like, yeah, like these villagers like persist and there's a shitload of them. That's um, cool. That really makes it feel like a real universe. Yeah. It's not just like here's character, here's villager one and villager 
three. Like, they are the same animal except palette swapped or something. Right. Like, they're really, like, defined, you know, quote, defined personalities. They're all pretty similar personalities, but, like, they're all a, a standalone character that, like, persists the passage of time and not just is replaced immediately. Um, as for the Animal Crossing movie, it was released only in Japan, so you're going to have to watch it subtitled. Uh, oh, shit. Maybe, oh, whatever. Maybe some less reputable sites. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it, like, having not played it, I feel like it did really capture, like, a true essence of the game. Um, you know, without, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not going to spoil the movie, but there's really not much of a movie to spoil. It's just, it's a very wholesome fun like enjoyable time there's not like a big major plot of like oh no tom milk has to like you got to a car crash and you have to pay you have to raise enough bells to pay for a surgery or something like there's nothing there's no drama (laughs) in it right um so it's very nice but there's like a moment where it's like a girl she gets a job at tom nooks and she's going around kind of just living her life and really kind of playing up the role play aspect of animal crossing but then there's a boy villager who's running around, just capturing everything, running through everyone, knocking people over, wearing dumb costumes. And he's really like the mid-maxer, like, checklist player of Animal Crossing, where it's like, I gotta do this, 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 And, like, if you're a villager, this person looks like a lunatic, because they're running around in different costumes, just screaming at stuff and, like, you know, catching bugs and throwing fruit to people and stuff. Uh, so I thought it was really cool. They showed different, like, play styles through the characters. Um yeah, there's a bunch of characters. There's Brewster the Owl, or Brewster the Pigeon, who does, like, a coffee shop in the other games. I don't think it's confirmed whether or not he's in uh, New Horizon. Uh, Apollo the Eagle's been in a few games. He was in Pocket Camp, which I played for a bit. Nice. Um, yeah, Alfonso's in the game. Uh, he's in the movie as well. So there are characters. I'm not going to say you're going to get maybe an attachment to the characters from the movie. The movie, like right. I said, is really simple, really slimmed down. It's no, it's good. I, I recommend watching it if you enjoy Animal Crossing. But like, okay. there's not going to be this in-depth look of like Tom Nook's real life, and you like <laughs> see the struggle of him being a single dad raising two kids on an island with these weird odd jobs. He does. like no, he's just he runs the shop. That's it. Tom Nook is actually Walter White. And- <laughs> yeah, like it's, there's nothing crazy about it. Um, but like you might see a character and just see them. I think Bouquet is like a purple cat girl, and I think she's in a few of the games. You might see them be like, ah, I like him. Like, there's this little monkey character who runs around, and he's a jock. And all he does is, like, run around. And, I don't know, he really doesn't do anything in the movie, but I like him. I like him now from the movie, so. Uh, Yeah, if you like Animal Crossing, definitely watch the movie. It it does a good job. Um, One of the, quote, storylines is a, a character leaves without telling her friend. And she's like, what? How could she leave without telling me? And then she gets a note later explaining it all. And I thought that was a really good example because you'll have uh, villagers who just leave. But because the game plays in real time, you're not always going to be there when they do leave. So, like, you might come back to your island and, like, hey, my buddy Samson's this little jock mouse. I love him. And you might come back and he's just gone. So, like, it did show kind of a good experience of, like, this is what happens in the game. Oh, man, that's crazy because I... Now you're just reminding me one of these nights I was playing, I like was on some island somewhere and I ran across some uh, character and they're all like, yeah, I'm depressed or something. And I was like, yeah, you can come to my island. And they're like, okay, I'll be there tomorrow. And then I've never seen him since. <laughs> I'm like, you Fuck. lied to me. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully they turn up. I yeah. don't know. You, I mean, I also have a friend who's trying to, you can also get villagers to leave. I have a friend who really hates Freed of the Sheep. Who's like this big, if you don't know, she's this big sheep character whose head looks like a hamburger, like in the pattern of a hamburger. And then her, her dress is in the pattern of like a hot dog. And she's just silly to look at. And he despises her for some reason. 
So he just goes around hitting her with a, a bug catching net all the time, trying to get her to leave. And, you know, I think after a week or so, they will eventually leave. Oh, wow. Well, that's good AI. <laughs> yeah, it's it's neat. You can't get them to leave. It's a little difficult. But I think when you max out the number of villagers you can have on an island, if you want someone to join, you have to kick someone off. So I think that's an easier way to get people to leave if you want them to. Um, okay. But uh, with this new one, because of the online feature, if someone leaves, they might go to a different island and then they might talk shit about you to your friends at that island. It's like, yo, Doug kicked me off his island. He sucks. It's like, yo, whoa, yeah, freedom. Shit. Whoa. Like, so you never know. You don't want to kick people off willy nilly because there might be consequences. Is there a romance aspect to this game? No. <laughs> no, everyone in Animal Crossing is asexual and uh, no genitals whatsoever. So Works for me. <laughs> right, <'cause> Simple <laughs> enough. They're all Playmobil characters. <laughs> Didn't really need it, but I was just curious. All right, yeah. that's fine. That's what I mean. That, that was our Animal Crossing discussion. Oh. I, there's one other game I really Real want to mention. Oh, what's up? While we're still on it, what fruit do you have? And what two villagers did you get to start out? Oh, it varies? Oh, I yeah. have peaches, which they look Ooh, like big nice. old butts, which is nice. great. Um, and I peach. also have coconuts because I went to some island with palm trees or yeah, something. Yeah, if you get palm but trees. But they're not on my island. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then what are two villagers you get? Because they're unique to every player. Shit. I have Sherry and the other guy. I can't think of his name. Sherry's like a monkey girl, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the other guy, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he's like this blue guy and he's like into, he's like a meathead. He likes lifting weights and he always says gra gra. So if that helps anybody identify who he is. <laughs> I have no idea. It's fine. But that's what I mean. They're both really nice and I like uh, interacting with them. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, yep. it's there's five different fruits. There's like what apples, oranges, pears, uh, peaches, and cherries. So it's different for each player. And then yeah, the two villagers you get on your island when you start off are unique. Okay, I'm pulling it up because I want to get this guy's name right. Yeah, because it's an actual character you might see in uh, other people's games. Uh, I saw a streamer playing. He got uh, Maria, Mari. Uh, who's like a rabbit, but she's like a Power Ranger rabbit, like a Super Sentai rabbit. Mira, that's it. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's like a superhero, uh, superhero like Sailor Moon slash Power Ranger sort of character. And it's funny. Oh, I got Cody and Shari, or Sherry, yeah. So Cody's like a blue bear guy. Oh, nice. Yep, so uh, I'm having a good time. That's cool. I'm looking forward to maybe meeting some of these other characters on my adventures. But the other game I was going to bring up, and you'll be surprised because everyone thought we were done talking about it. It's not Kingdom Hearts. Oh, uh, it's Mario Kart Tour, oh. uh, that phone game that everyone's playing. And I yeah. remember for the longest time, I'm still playing it. I know we were all bitching about like, oh, if, if you like playing games where you just race AI and like yeah. you can't play online. The illusion they of other players. finally done it. Yeah, the multiplayer is available now, and... It's not terrible. Uh, it works. I remember <laughs> the first week of it coming out, though, I was, like, trying to connect and just, like, having all sorts of trouble. But once I did get a connection going, I was just getting my ass kicked, too, because I'm like, oh, shit, these are real people. <laughs> so yeah. it's uh, but the, it's just nice to know that it wasn't just, like, a farce of them being like, yeah, we'll get online getting get going eventually. Because, like, I think, if I'm not mistaken, like, 10 odd episodes ago we had an episode called coming soon is still coming soon and that was referencing 
the roller coaster tycoon game where it was like, yeah, we have like a uh, section right. in the main menu where it's like, oh, this is coming soon. And I was playing that like two years ago and like <laughs> it's still coming soon. Yeah. So like for them to be like, oh, yeah, we'll do multiplayer. I was very skeptical. I'm like, I don't think you're going to figure it out. But it's out now and it makes the game a little more viable as as far as like a gamer being like, I can leave this installed on my phone because I can actually play people online now. But like we already said earlier, it's that notorious Nintendo online. So mm-hmm. it might be a little glitchy. Yeah, a little, a little grain of salt with that. For sure. But that's what I mean. If you have any interest, maybe now's the time to give that one a go again because it is fun. I do like the game, but goddamn, I will never pay a cent into it. <laughs> they try so hard. They're so good with their microtransactions. <laughs> Just so subtle, like, hey, maybe you could use a little mushroom. That'll Not even subtle, you. just big banners being like, <laughs> spend your money. <laughs> I mean, wasn't it Luigi in the Mario Kart one where he's like in all the promotional stuff, but then you can't play as him? And then yep. like, to play as him, you have to like buy him or something? Yeah, for sure. There was like, a, a, you could buy him, I think, outright for $20, or Jesus. you could just buy like a bunch of like the in-game currency to like uh, randomly try to get him or something. I was like, I'm I'm good. I, <laughs> oh, man. Or you could take uh, three of those Luigi's you bought and just buy Animal Crossing where you don't have to buy microtransactions. <laughs> exactly. And just take it at your own pace. Oh, it's so good, Brent. Okay, but that was the games I've been playing. Have you been playing much nice. uh, during your quarantine or has it been pretty much the same games we've discussed? I've been playing a good amount. Uh, also, Animal Crossing is like a weird minimalist MMO now, if you think about it. Because you can, like, play with other people and stuff. I, th- I was thinking about that. Yeah, the other day and I was it like, really is. That's a weird, like, in between. In a between weird way. Full, like, Warcraft MMO and just kind of, like, independent, like, uh, Stardew Valley. It's just, it's an MO. They're not really massive. <laughs> not, yeah, there you go. Not massive. It's multi multiple online people playing. Yeah. It's like eight. You, you can't go above, like, double digits, but, like, eh, it works. For um, sure. Yeah, for me. We perpetuated the lie of me beating the Banner Saga trilogy for so long, and I just said, fuck this, I'm doing it. And I did. So I what? Wait, you one, beat two, three? One, two, and three. All done. No up. way! Dude, yeah. that's insane. Because it was one of those where, like, I just set the, I set the difficulty to easy because I'm just like, screw this. This game's hard as it is. I'm not, I'm not going to struggle through this. Like, I'm bad at tactics. This game's already hard. But, like, just easy mode. I need this. Totally. And immediately, the first battle, my main character got one shot and killed. I was like, "God damn it!" Um, luckily, you know, easy mode, so that she wasn't dead, but she was out of that battle. So I was like, "Fuck!" Um, and yeah, it was like I want to keep this momentum going. I want to keep while the story's fresh in my head because between one and two, I forgot everything. So I just powered through the third one. And god damn it, it's like it's so good. It's so artistically pleasing. It's beautiful music, uh, voiceover solid. Like whenever it is, it's occasional, so there's not a ton of it. The cutscenes are gorgeous, like you know, animated cutscenes. Story's really unique. It's like this weird Nordic fantasy world where you're like you play as mainly human, and there's giants in there, and the sun stopped overhead, and just the sun stopped moving. It's just stuck in the sky. It's always like noon. And now this giant serpent's coming up out of the ground, destroying like just land and like mountains and shit. And what? as you're as you're like walking, you find like, oh, we ran into centaurs. Centaurs are here now. It's like, oh, okay. What's their deal? It's like, oh, well, centaurs existed, and humans had horses to do like a lot of the field work for farming and stuff, like we did. But centaurs are half hu- or half horses, half human. So they saw us using horses as labor as like in slavery. So 
the centaurs kind of just went crazy one day and just killed every horse. Just every horse in the planet are, is what dead. What the fuck? So it's just like, so some people are like, they'll see centaurs and be like, what the hell are those? And they're like, oh, they're half horses. And they're like, what the hell's a horse? Because they just haven't existed for the last like 30 years. And the centaurs are like, yeah, sorry about that. We kind of snapped and we kind of regret that, but we did the genocide. So whoops. But, um, how? How do they pick sides? It's like, yeah, they're like, we're just going to kill the fucking horse half instead of like, why wouldn't you kill the humans and be like, us horses and centaurs, like, I like, I don't know, no. uh, horses are easier to control than humans. <laughs> I don't know. They're not like, they don't speak the same language. They don't speak, I mean, I don't want to say it's English. It's a, you know, fantasy Nordic world, but they don't speak yeah. the language of humans. So when they do talk, it's very like stunt, stunted and like, they're definitely, they're they clearly have the upper half of a human, but they clearly aren't human or, like, associate with humans. So they're just kind of like, you're an outsider. It's like, oh, okay. And, like, you can have some of them join your party. And then you can have you can fight them if you don't want them to join your party. But then if they do join your party, some people in your party will leave because they hate uh, centaurs. And then later on, you'll have some trouble. But then, you know, it's this crazy, like, Mass Effect level of, like, this person joined your party. It'll cause immediate tension and intention later on, but then it'll be a big payoff in the final battle because you'll have allies coming from their side or something. Like it, you, you, it's a party system, and you have to choose who your party is. Uh, so I get to a village that's being attacked by these stone zombie creatures, which are the biggest threat in the game at this point, and these centaurs at the same time. It's like okay, decide who you want to fight. I was like, uh, I'm going to fight the stone zombies. They're the big bad guys. They're obviously evil. Or cool, we can do a pincer attack where we take them on the front and we can sneak someone around the backside and take them out from the back. We're going to send this... Uh, so you have this governor in your party who's kind of an asshole and looking like the, he's going to take control over you from the second your back's turns. And he's got this weird bodyguard who kind of looks unhinged as hell and doesn't talk at all. We're going to send him around back to take him out from the backside. Who do you want to send with him or do you want to not send anyone? I was like, well, I don't want to send him by himself because he's clearly unhinged and he's going to betray me the second I take my eyes off him. So I'll send somebody. <laughs> Let me send the prince. The prince is with me. We're going to the capital uh, city where his dad is the king. So uh, I trust him. He's doing a lot better from the first game and the second game. So I'm like, let me send him to go with him. Sure. Cut to the battle. That prince ain't there. The crazy guy is, but the prince isn't there. The prince died I finished the battle and I'm like, what happened? They're like, oh yeah, Prince is dead. I'm like, what do you mean he's dead? It's like, you sent him alone with a crazy person behind enemy lines. What do you think would happen? I was like, fuck, you got me there. Like, yeah, it's one of those where like, ugh, at, put it that way. <laughs> at the moment, I was like, I had a limited party because it's split between the two attacks. So I'm like, all right, who do I trust? I trust the Prince now. He's doing good. So I'll send him. He's a, cop- a competent warrior. And then they're like, yeah, he's super dead. And I was like, shit of course that's what's gonna happen why did i think that wouldn't happen so like it really lulls you into this false sense of security of like you're making the right move sorry we lied there's no right moves every move you're gonna do is gonna have a terrible consequence it's like damn it or like jeez i'm in this forest and we've been walking through it for a long time and the morale of my uh group is super low so you have to stop and camp like for a day which costs a lot of resources which is what the currency is which you use to pay for everything so i'm like i don't want to spend a lot of resources but morale is low let me go to the village i found and stay there for a little bit all right cool you stay there uh the villagers are kind of weird in this local village they all talk kind of funny and all scruffy and like people are uneasy i was like okay but i need to rest another day so let me rest another day Cool, you rested another day. All right, let's pack up and move out of here, gang. Up, oh, turns out half of your party is now dead 
because the villagers killed you in your sleep because yeah, they're on a psychotic. Woof. It's like, God damn it. Because like I couldn't keep going because they were already so demoralized and they would have been bad in battle and they would have been starving and like mutinied against me. So like there's no good situation. It's so rough. It's so rough. Like that's the hard part of the game. Not the combat. It's the decisions. Right. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know. You, it sounds like a game designed for you because you love masochism. And, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I just, I just saw somebody, uh, a, a picture on social media of them playing the actual board game of Talisman. And I was like, oh man, this takes me back. I, <sighs> I speaking of masochist games, like that game's so great. It's, it's rough because when you get a win, it's so sad. It's like a Dark Souls game or like Bloodborne. Like it's so satisfying when you get a win. It's yes. just so few and far between, and you get <laughs> yeah. kicked down so many goddamn times, and you find yep. out the wizard you're with this whole time. It's like, oh, uh, spoiler alert, he might have caused all of this. It's like, why? What? It's because like, he was horny as shit. It's like, goddamn it. So, like, it's not even a good reason why you started the end of the world. Because he was horny? It, it For love. Like, he was trying to save someone he loved, and it brought upon the end of the world. It's like, you son of a bitch. And you find out someone else in your party who's like a wizard has mind controlling powers. So now you don't know who to believe ever. It's like, it's so that's rough. a really intense kink though. Like trying to bring on the end of the world. Like God, you can only do it so many times. <laughs> it's like uh auto fixation. You don't want to gamble with it. You're going to a losing battle of that. But like one or two times, it really gets you there. Oh Jesus. <laughs> but then like, of course I tried like, there's a moment where you find out the z- the stone zombie guys who are the big bad this whole time. They're not bad evil. They're just trying to escape the literal wall of darkness, which is destroying the world behind them. Like they're just trying to save their families too. It's like okay, interesting. Maybe I try and like parlay with them. I go out and try and be the nice guy. Boom! I get a spear in the back of the skull, and my character's dead instantly in a cutscene that I couldn't control because I tried to parlay with the enemy, and my own allies turned against me behind my back. And I was like, God. <laughs> so like, yeah, it, I can't get past the horse genocide. I'd be on a campaign to kill all the fascist what, centaurs. I mean, uh, hey, <laughs> we know we know my stance with horses. I, yeah. I'm kind of with. <laughs> oh no, you bastard! <laughs> horses are monsters. They shouldn't exist. Um, but it's just. I think centaurs are the monsters. <laughs> I mean, they are. I mean, in the game, you have like oxen that pull your carts and stuff, so you still have other like labor animals to do yeah that stuff so like they didn't kill all of them it's just because they were half horses but it wasn't until that point i realized like oh wait i haven't seen a horse in three games like i never even noticed that and it wasn't yeah that's bizarre and they're just like oh yeah hey by the way it's because we killed all of them i was like what and it's just this weird side story i never would have heard if i didn't have the centaurs join my team if i didn't like bond with them and talk to them a lot of times and like trust them and stuff and level them up so like there's so many elements to this game See, and it's that's like, what fucks me up about the whole thing is like horses are defenseless at least let them fight you back <laughs> like i want them to have some boxing gloves and like take it down a centaur and be like, you're not taking us all out i mean this also happened like 30 years before the game started so like i don't i couldn't have done anything that's fair it's just it was, it was just this weird element of world building i just like never would have accept, expected and it just like came out of nowhere and like it like, I'm ranting and raving about it because I do love this series. It's so well done. It, like, it's clearly a franchise and a series done by people passionate about it and not just to make money. Because it's, like, an older game now. Like I said, the first one came out five years ago when I played it. Yeah. Uh, and I found it on at Best Buy, like, a few months back. At Best Buy, the whole trilogy was, like, 15 or $20 for the Switch. 
Damn. And I'm just like, oh, God, like, I can't say good things enough about this game. Like, if you want good hard combat, you can, like, play it and get that. You just pop it on easy mode, you can get by fine. It's It'll still be tough at times, but it's not going to sure. punish you for losing a battle. Like, oh, this character perma dies, like, in Fire Emblem. So, like, totally. if you if you just want to experience it, like, you can watch a Let's Play or whatever, or you can just buy it on, you know, PC, Switch. I think it's on other systems as well. It's super cheap right now, and it's just super good. Just swap it on easy mode and just get that story, because it's nuts. Yeah, man, that sounds really cool. You've definitely sold me on this game over the course of this podcast. I'm really happy you got around to beating the whole trilogy. That's really cool. It feels like that chapter has come to a close. It's done. It's finally done. And yeah, I I said with the second one how it ended up like, I think I fucked up. I think I got the worst possible ending. And uh, yeah, sure enough, there was like a moment of like, this character turns on you and it's like, appeal to his lighter side. And he just, you send out his like second in command to try to appeal to him and he just fucking cut her head off. I was like, whoops. I fucked up again. <laughs> so like, it just like it keeps getting worse. Like it's one of those like, how could this get any worse? It does. It does a yep. lot. And it's, oh, Murphy's law. Murphy's That's law. What that it's, is. Yeah, it's real. It's a real uh, punishing game, but like, it's so good. So I can't recommend that enough. Um, totally. And I also got uh, Iceborne for Monster Hunter World, the like expansion DLC, which is like just a Huge, massive right? new game. yeah it's not like yeah. oh here's a few new monsters like it's a whole new territory it's all ice based and snow based and like nice. all these new monsters and then they have monsters coming into the old levels too so it's not just this one area like it spreads the basic premise is like the super powerful dragon is now awakened in the snow area and it's so powerful it's scaring animals from that area into other regions so you'll have new monsters in uh, different areas now and like it's, oh, that's it cool. stirs stuff up and you get a bunch of new armor and new quest and like palago gets new upgrades and like I, I don't think i've said this enough but palago is the mvp of sidekicks in video games like save my ass so many times of like i got knocked on the ground i'm at like zero almost like zero health from this like monster attacking me i'm about to die because i'm still stunned and the palico runs up and just like smashes a health potion in my face and like keeps me alive during the hunt that I would have easily died in. So the little cat buddy Palico and Monster Hunter, like MVP by like all the way, best sidekick in a video game, so good, nice. Um, and yeah, there's just like a bunch of new gear, and you know I'm I know I'm late to the party for Iceborne, but like it's it's uh, they've gotten out a lot of the um, bugs and stuff and really polished it because it is still one of the first games Monster Hunters put out on PC. So it's it's nice seeing them get all the polish at in after all this time and uh seeing them really commit to it like capcom hasn't so for some of the other ports uh right namely the street fighter pc ports are not good um but yeah it's super fun and for anyone playing it uh Berioth is like this big saber tooth like white saber tooth tiger uh, but with this huge long tail uh like this like armored tail and he's got like spikes coming out of his wrist, like his hands, and then it forms like a wing. So he's got like wings, kind of like a bat, like on his arms, and he uses Weird. them, uses them as like blades and stuff. Uh, for anyone playing it, Barryas a fucking asshole and sucks so much, and I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. I insisted on killing him like five times so I could wear all of his armor and use him as a weapon. Because when you kill him, you take off parts of him, you harvest them, and you like, yeah. use their armor, make him into armor and stuff. And I hate him so much. He's so hard and annoying. And I was like, cool, I'm going to wear your skin, brah. You fucking dick. Yeah. Asshole. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's super fun. Cool. 
That's that's basically what I've been playing. I got uh, Drawful Two. I think that was in oh really the Jackbox like party pack or something. And yeah, I think I think they're an independent studio or something, and they like collaborated with Jackbox for this. But yeah, Drawful Two was just like free for like a day like last week. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll snag that up. I did see that and I missed it. I'm an idiot. Ah. <laughs> it happened. So, yeah. um, but that's the thing. If I missed it, I wasn't that interested. So it's all I, fine. It's, there's a bunch of free games I got where I'm like, I have no intention of playing it, but yep. if I, this one's like a group game. So I'm like, if I ever do, I already got it. Oh, so. that's right. I did see that. Okay. I remember that one. Yeah. All right. Well, then I guess we're going to wrap this episode up with a few quick show topics. Uh, I remember recent show topics, we mentioned how, oh, despite the coronavirus, GameStop's like, we're essential business (laughs) or essential (laughs) retail is how they put it. Uh, At least I know for Pennsylvania, as of March 21st, uh, Pennsylvania, like state officials have forcibly suspended all GameStop business licenses. So they're just like in an effort to combat the spread of coronavirus because no one needs to go to a physical store to buy a game. In fact, I bought Animal Crossing digitally, despite me being a huge a guy that loves to have like a physical copy. I would love to have a physical copy of that game in my collection, but I'm like, why would I risk going anywhere yeah. right now for a fucking video game? So that's the nice benefit of having digital sales. So uh, fuck you, GameStop. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that to begin with. And to the icing on the cape is something you posted in our channel was that they're permanently closing 300 stores this year. As I guess they're, uh, I forget what the term was, but they're just trying to like slim down the amount of them. Yeah. And there's, I think still going to be like 5,500 stores according to the uh, article I was reading. So they have plenty of locations to still go to, but I guess 55 in the grand scheme of things isn't isn't that huge. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't think it was a defiant of like, we're essential. We'll do what we want. It was more like, hey guys, we can't close down. We need to stay in business. The store is barely floating by. And then when they were forced to close down, they're like, all right, I guess this store is just closed forever now because it wasn't managing before. It's not going to survive right. next number of weeks without business. Well, and yeah, my heart does go out to all the employees infect- affected by this because, yeah, it's not a good time for a lot of businesses and a lot of people that are employed. That I think I saw a statistic of like – unemployment is up to 3 million people and counting in like no time. And it's just, it's wild. It's all a result of this virus. So stay home. Like we've already said, and wash your hands, wash your hands. I know a lot of people who bought uh, animal crossing, like the physical copy because they got what they want on like a special copy or whatever. Um, Yeah. And they're just like, well, I guess I'm canceling my physical copy and getting uh, a digital one out because Amazon's not, you know, they're prioritizing essential items instead of like, you know, video games being delivered. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not uh, getting physical copies sent to them anytime soon. So, yeah, they just bought it twice. Um, But, yeah, the layoffs are fucking rough. And, I mean, this is what happens with, like, because GameStop essentially kind of had, like, a monopoly on game stores, like, for video game stores. Like, can you think of another big brand video game chain that's gone, like, nationwide? You might find, like, a mom-and-pop video game store here and there, like, a comic store with video games in it. But like, as no, for there was EB Games back in the day that, and I don't even think that was like probably nationwide. I don't really recall. But they got bought out by GameStop. That's right. Yeah. No, you're right. Because <laughs> I remember there was an EB Games and a GameStop in the, uh, my local mall. And then when they got bought out, there just became two GameStops. There's the big one and then a smaller GameStop. So it's like, why would, why do you need two stores? Um, so this is what happens when they just kind of like monopolize kind of a weird like niche market, eh, not really niche, but a specific part of a market. And then overstretch themselves, like, too much, too thin, like, too big. And now it's like, if you take one hit, you're going to lose a big part of it. So it's like, yikes. 
For so, sure. That's rough. Uh, what else is there? Oh, <laughs> not really news-wise. Uh, Resident Evil 3 is getting that like remake. We saw the same with like Resident Evil 2 got uh, a while yep. back with like Mr. X and stuff. Uh, same thing. They gave Mr. X mods. They're making mods for Nemesis. So, Oh, great. Yeah, Mr. X. Then someone made, gave him like a bow tie and like a speedo thong and turned him into Mr. Sex. Uh, Nemesis. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. They did the same thing for Nemesis. So instead of a big weird trash bag, like leather costume he has, no, he's just like a speedo with like the umbrella corp, um, uh, symbol on the crotch. And it's like, God damn fantastic. It. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that makes it more terrifying for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is why mods exist. Oh, Lord. God. Uh, and. Th- in the throes of this whole virus uh, pandemic issue that we're all going through, apparently Nintendo Switch is sold out nearly oh, everywhere. Yeah. And it's like this huge demand surge of everyone being like, well, I'm stuck at home. I want a Switch. It's like, well, you should have got one by now because now ahead. you can't find one. Oof. I'm not surprised because this is no. this is what this is like the ideal console for it. Because like, if you do yep. have to go anywhere, you take it with you. If you don't... and now. There you go. Oh man, Brent, I, I, I almost want to play your conspiracy theory corner jingle <laughs> because, and I think I'm going to. <laughs> it's, it's because I just came up with this thought that what if the people behind Animal Crossing are the behind the coronavirus because Force it was an elaborate scheme to hold everyone up inside and yep. buy their game because that's exactly what everyone's doing. Yep. And I feel like they couldn't have planned that For any better, better because it's like un- – I feel like it is a conspiracy. We're, uh, we're coming for you, Animal Crossing. <laughs> You're killing all these people just to sell your game? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Tom looks oh, a no. capitalist through and through. Oh, shit. <laughs> he does have a family he has to get by to. <laughs> I've seen a few people float that out. Like, wow, this is the weirdest PR stunt I've ever seen for a video game. Like, releasing a global pandemic. God uh, damn it. Yeah, it's just like, I, I honestly think, though, like, it's an increase in sales because of that, you know, virus and people having to quarantine. But because of Animal Crossing, I think this is a huge console seller that I've never oh, seen. Oh, absolutely. You know, we, we both like love uh, County Bang Bang and stuff. We saw uh, Paul F. Tompkins is a comedian who doesn't, he plays games every now and then, but he doesn't really play much. He's like, what the fuck is right. it? Why are these raccoons talking to me? So like someone who <laughs> never would play a game before, but because of the quarantine, he's stuck inside. And it's like, yeah, now you kind of have to. Yeah. And the hype is so real. Yeah. It's insane. It's kind of justified too, which is weird. Uh, yeah, for real. Yeah. And, uh, oh, something for you and Pat Johnson. Castlevania Season 4 got, uh, or Season 3 got renewed for a fourth season. I saw that, and it warms my heart, uh, and I'm excited to check that out. That's what I mean. I couldn't imagine them that not being a success again. They they continue to raise the bar. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, so I I really expect uh great things for season four. It's that's what I meant. I feel like season two and three were a lot of like setting the pieces for some crazy shit in the future, and I'm like, well, then you obviously need more seasons. <laughs> yeah, I think season one was like establishing it, seeing if this works, seeing if people like it. Like we're just kind of like, we'll dip our toe in a bit. We'll give you a taste for it. Is this something we can get more seasons for? And people yep. are like, yes, instantly renewed it like the day it dropped, and they're like, cool, season two, big battle, like big. This is what we led stuff up to. Here we go. Big action shots and shit. Like, cool. Hell yeah. What else is left? Season three is like, uh, shit. We kind of blew our load in season two. Give, give <laughs> yep. us a second. We'll figure it out. Here's a B story for you. While like while the B plot is setting up season four, because they do they do give it like a bit of a cliffhanger of like hinting at what next season will be. So like they got ideas. They got plans. 
For sure. And it that the way season three ended, like not really spoilers, but if anyone's familiar with our almost better than dragons D and D podcast, it felt like us leaving that one town where like everyone was dead. <laughs> was like, and I was like, did we accomplish anything? So I don't know. That's what Hero when you say of the B day. Story, it is very much a B story. <laughs> Savior of the town. It's just on fire and covered in shit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh man. But that was oh. an episode. One more. Oh, you have something else? Okay, what's up? Uh, Nintendo had a direct, and not too many announcements, but the probably the biggest announcement is uh, the fir- the next fighter for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is going to be a character from Arms. So, oh no way! To hype it up, they gave a free trial for people who have the Nintendo Online service uh, of Arms, so you could play that for free for a while and get a taste of that. And I guess they're trying to revitalize it and bring some life back into it, which is good because it was cool seeing a new property and like a unique twist to like a fighting game and stuff so i hope yeah. it does well i hope it brings it back um just because it is like i don't have it myself but it is just cool and i don't think i think it had enough love and creative ideas in it that it shouldn't have just died on launch like it did because i think it got overshadowed by like mario odyssey or some other big title game or Breath yeah of the it was Wild. in the running of like those launch games of like when i was buying a switch it's like oh should i get arms because yeah. it's like one of those titles but i ended up going with splatoon 2 which i haven't even really played <laughs> since i played. bought it so yeah it's the downside of like an a game that focuses on online fighting and matches because like once that community's gone that game's dead like you can't yeah. play it by yourself really as well so um hopefully this will kind of br- like revitalize and bring some energy back into the arms uh game and community and stuff and show some people you know so many people have switches now because of the uh, pandemic so maybe it'll get them back into it uh but because of the pandemic it got delayed until june so oh wow that this, makes sense the six fighter pack it's got more fighters in it than the last pack it's gonna go for like a year a year and a half maybe two years so like they're pacing it out so we'll see. wow yeah very cool uh, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for this one. I do think uh, it's time for plugs. I mentioned your anime podcast. Where can our listeners find that and you on the internet? Yes, thank you for the plug earlier. The anime podcast is called Our Weeb. There you get W-E-E-B. Uh, it's an anime podcast where me and another weeb friend of mine force our non-anime obsessive friend to watch anime. And uh, because of this pandemic, he actually started to watch some of the shows we recommended because <laughs> he has nothing else to do. Um, yeah, so I think two weeks ago we watched the Animal Crossing movie to kind of promote the launch of the game and stuff. Yeah. And, um, I believe as of this episode, our Beastars episode came out, which is also a show that's getting a ton of hype. Yeah, uh, I saw it advertised a little bit on Netflix, just like, and I didn't, I didn't even watch the trailer, but I, is that like furry porn? (laughs) It's, okay. Um, is it furry? Yes. Is it porn? Also, yes. No! Uh, but, no, no. <laughs> so, like, it's not porn, but it's... Um, horny. It's horny as shit. It's horny as hell. It's not porn, but it's horny as hell. So it's it's Zootopia if it wasn't made by Disney. If it's Zootopia, if they can get a PG-13 to R rating. So Interesting. Like, it's not like, they're just fucking all the time. But, like, there is sex in it. So, like don't let your kids watch it that's for sure or maybe watch yeah. it beforehand to just in case uh it is good though uh, uh, you know we got our seal of approval and nice. uh spoiler for anyone who loves uh toonami and nostalgia and a lot of bullshit anime we watched zatch bell and oh fuck that show's terrible <laughs> isn't that the main character of saved by the bell or uh, that's the joke i made uh it's oh damn it <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> god damn it i haven't even heard it yet <laughs> 
it's basically Pokemon, but instead of small animals uh, fighting for you, it's small children. So, uh, it's a, it's a wild ride. It's a fucking wild ride. Wow. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to tune into that one. Yeah, listen to that. It's fun as shit. <laughs> I had a great time. Nice. And listeners, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places on the internet at ABT Silence. Um, trying to think, uh, probably we'll try to get around to doing some Twitch streaming of Animal Crossing. I just gotta hook up the old HD 60 or whatever the hell it's called, the Elgato, Elgato. uh, and do some more streaming cause it's been a minute, but, uh, I also have a record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com. I got some cool uh, booster packs for Screamo cassettes. Or, in fact, I just started doing CDs for the first time. So if you want to check out the compilations we've put out on CD, uh, they're going for $6 a pop. Or there's a bundle of them for, like, all seven of them for, like, $25. So something to consider if you want to listen to some new music and uh, be holed up in your house. Uh, But, yeah, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We will be back next week. Uh, See you then. See you.